0: Let me uh, read to us uh, out, of the, out of the book of, of John, the 8th chapter. Um, we're going to read from the 31st verse uh, and following. Uh, to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. The word of God, for the people of God, thanks be to God. Veritas liberabit vos. It's on my college diploma, even on a bronze seal embedded on the floor of the rotunda of Dallas Hall a building I entered almost every day of my college years at SMU. But fittingly enough, I suppose, I'm not sure I ever really thought about what I was stepping all over in those days. At least I didn't do so in any way that would would lead me to a deeper understanding of life, how we're meant to actually live it. Now I knew the phrase came from scriptures and that when you translated it from the Latin that those three words meant the truth will set you free. Then I discovered uh, that a whole lot of other institutions and universities and organizations uh, also uh, had that same motto, at least some variation of it. Caltech, Idaho State, Indiana, University Tennessee, Ottawa University in Kansas, Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, Xavier in the Philippines, Canterbury Christ Church in England. It's carved into stone over the entrance to the main building at UT Austin and over the library at Georgetown up in DC. Anybody go to any of those schools? All right, we'll work on you. TJ did. I paid for somebody to go to this school. You paid for someone to go to this <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely get the, get the credit for it. This is even the motto of the 6th Psychological Battalion of the US Army. That's the psych ops people. Go figure that one. And more originally, at least, at Harvard and at Yale, the two universities from which SMU even borrowed their school colors, Harvard Crimson and Yale Blue, their models are simply veritas, or truth, and Lot's a veritas, or light in truth. But then living in Boston myself, I discovered later on that most of the Harvard folks I knew didn't take those words any more seriously than most of my undergraduate friends at SMU did either. In fact, unless it involved the Red Sox, the Bruins, or the, uh, or the Celtics, most students in Boston didn't take anything very seriously. There's just a whole lot of problems with trying to translate that Latin phrase not just into everyday English, but into our everyday lives as well. Veritas. Liberabit vos. Yes, the truth will set you free, but then whose truth? We might wonder. It doesn't take an advanced degree from any institution to, to, to understand that in America today, there are a lot of different understandings of what constitutes truth, aren't there? For some people, truth is a weapon to be wielded and, and aimed at whoever they may wish to whack. Whatever group, are individuals they believe to be violating the truth or their personal version of it. Yet the problem is, of course, that when some people speak the truth, even some even some Christian people, that they don't speak the truth in love, as Saint Paul said. Christians ought to behave, Ephesians 4.6. They don't use Ephesians 4.6, they use a two by four. And you don't want to be in on the wrong end of that. On the other hand, for some folks, uh, truth is more or less a moving target that is to say it is it is to be defined as you go along There is no such thing as absolute truth anymore. Truth is simply what you think it may be And it can and should change on you if the circumstances of your life's change So if we get more information about something if science tells us what we didn't know before if 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 the culture moves in a new direction away from the old mores and the, uh, forward into and, and the new ones, if the Supreme Court issues a new ruling, then what is true shifts as well for some folks. That creates a bit of a problem too, doesn't it? Because it means that, that truth may be different, not just at different times, but even at the same time for different people. Decades ago, William Faulkner described such a a situation, I think, in his brooding story, The Bear. Uh, How many of you had to read that in high school? Your English teacher made you do it, along with Billy Budd and Silas Marner. Um, Here's how some of you did it. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for cliff notes, right? Faulkner said, I know what you will say now, that if truth is one thing to me and another thing to you, how will we choose which is truth? Well, you don't need to choose. The heart already knows. Courage and honor and pride and pity and love of justice and liberty, they all touch the heart. What the heart holds to becomes truth as far as we can know it, said Faulkner. It Sounds nice, but who in the world knows what that actually means? And if Faulkner seems a little unclear to you at this point, I should confess to you that for many years, my solution to the dilemma of trying to understand Faulkner has been not to read Faulkner. (laughs) So the question remains, doesn't it? What are we to do with this little phrase, veritas lebirabat vos? What are we to do with the scripture? Which lies beneath it. You see, uh, there's really no doubt but that we all want to be free this morning, right? On Tuesday, we'll celebrate the 247th birthday of the Declaration of Our Freedom as a People. Give a Colony Away Day, as my British son in law calls it. Uh, But it's not the anniversary of our freedom, of course. That took a whole lot more than just proclaiming it or declaring it. But I remember in this week of celebrations that it was really a kind of touch and go proposition from the very beginning of our nation's history. The outcome was far from predetermined or assured to anybody this side of heaven. I read somewhere that the average speed of the Santa Maria, which brought Columbus to the New World in the first place, was only two miles an hour. Two miles an hour. We get frustrated when we have to slow down to the speed limit of 70 or <laughs> 75. It's no wonder that the crew on the Santa Maria almost mutinied. Similarly, the Declaration of Independence itself was far from entirely popular. If Gallup or Real Clear Politics had had a poll back then, it would have shown that a sizable number of our forefathers and foremothers thought that it would be suicide to defy the, 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 the English empire. E- even after the war was won, the British remained confident that they could still take it back, they could still easily defeat this upstart nation. All they had to do was to take the city of Baltimore in the War of 1812. It looked like they might do that too. From the vantage point of two Americans who were On board one of the attacking British ships, Uh, they had gone out to try to negotiate the swap of American prisoners of war being held on those ships with British prisoners of war. One of them was William Beans, and the other one was his friend, Francis Scott Key. From the deck of that ship, they watched and they waited through a fateful night in 1814, with their eyes peeled on Fort on the fort in the harbor there. Uh, They knew that if the British flag was flying over it, when the sun came up, that America itself was in dire trouble of of actually failing. They spent the night trying to see it. The entire British armada was in the Baltimore Harbor, firing at that fort. uh, Specifically, at a flag at that fort. They had told the Americans, if you want to surrender, just lower the flag. And we'll take that and we'll stop, stop the shelling. Every time a rocket, Blair went off or a, or a bomb burst in the air, they could see faintly through the smoke. what was the status of that flag. And the, and the American prisoners down in the hold of the ship kept yelling up, is it still there? Is it still there? So when the morning light broke and they saw that tattered American flag still waving at the fort, what they didn't know until later, held up, not by the flagpole, which had disintegrated in all the bombardment, held up by people, by patriots, who simply grasped it. And when they died, others went on top of their bodies to hold it up further. And when they died, others went on top of their bodies. is it any wonder that he was so moved that he immediately wrote out a poem to, to commemorate that occasion? You know it. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed last night? at the twilight's last gleaming. It took a lot more to be free than just to proclaim it, though. In fact, he wrote in the last verse of that poem, which became our national anthem, a verse that we never sing. Maybe we should. Then conquer we must. When our cause, it is just. And this is our motto. In God is our trust. All of which is why it's so critically important, I think, that as we build our lives individually and corporately, that we build them on nothing less than the truth. There really is no freedom without the uh, truth. And the biggest lie of all is the one that will try to tell us otherwise. The Jews with whom Jesus was speaking in the temple courts that day were so far from the truth, they professed they had never been slaves of anyone. Really? Really? At the very moment they said that, they were the conquered subjects of the Roman Empire. Before that, they had been carted off as slaves to the Assyrians and the Babylonians, not to mention those 400 years as slaves in Egypt before the Exodus. Oh, we've never been slaves. We can spin the facts all we like, but in the end, we can't change them because truth is truth. You're entitled to your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. So you you can deny there's such a thing as gravity, for instance. You don't believe in it. If you jump out of a plane without a parachute, the unbending truth of gravity is going to make for a very hard landing for you. Like it or not, there really is a big T out there this morning. That is to say, there is an unchanging, eternal, even absolute truth. That's what the word truth means. It appears here in John eight thirty two in the Greek language in which the gospel is written. It's the word aletheia. It refers to what is true in any matter under consideration. The notions of God, for instance that are open to human reason, but not open to change. The truth is taught in the Christian faith. Only that truth is what Jesus said could set us free. And why is that? Because that's the real truth about you and me and our great need for a redeemer in our lives. That's the genuine truth about sin and its disastrous effects upon all mankind until we are freed from that sin and its subsequent guilt. That's the absolute truth about living responsibly in the world, recognizing that all choices have consequences. All actions produce reactions. Our decisions in life really do determine our, our destinies. If you go out and you go over to Interstate 45 and you go south, you'll get to Galveston, but you'll never get to Dallas. Veritas liberabit vos. Veritas, the truth will set you free, Jesus said. But not just any truth, but that truth which can be verified, veritas, the truth which is founded in veracity, veritas, the truth which produces a veritable verdict, veritas, in our lives. That's the truth that will set us free. And the truth about that truth is that there is no truth without God. See, the Jews in Jesus' day had a saying that no man was free but he who exercised himself in the meditation of the law. Jesus went on to say that no individual is free, but the one in whose heart the power of sin has been destroyed. And the bondage of guilt has been shattered. People such as that are not only free from all their own self-deception, they're free in the service of God. Free from all the lies which the enemies of Christianity have tried to tell us about our lives. So the, the last verse that we read in this chapter, 36, if the Son sets you free, you shall be free indeed. The great Apostle Paul told those in Corinth where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Only do not use that freedom, Paul said, to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another and love. Peter put it this way in his, in his letter. Live as free individuals, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as servants of God. So I ask you on this Independence Sunday weekend, has the Son of God set you free this morning? I said he would like to do. Uh, the only way you'll ever discover God's freedom is to buy into God's eternal truth. That means saying, yes, there are such things as right and wrong in this world. Yes, there are moral absolutes in this world. Yes, it does matter how we live our lives. Or someone said, yes, there is a God, but he is not me. <laughs> but Jesus is willing To give us today is not the freedom to do whatever that we want to in this world. It is rather the freedom to follow God. And whether we've ever known it or not, that's where total joy comes from. When we follow the one who made us. And we subsequently become all that he made us to be. Now sin looks good. And it looks inviting. I mean, who would fall for it if it didn't, right? But in the end, what sin really does is to enslave us. You don't believe that? Ask the alcoholic who can't hold a job now. Ask the philanderer whose marriages have all failed. Ask the gambler whose debts have become overwhelming. Ask a liar who can't even keep up with all of his stories now, just waiting for one of them to come back and to bide him. Ask the man or woman who's become so consumed with jealousy of other people that they can no longer even enjoy the good things in their own lives. Without God, we don't master sin. Sin masters us. But Jesus can free us from that slavery. What is it Charles Wesley once wrote, that national anthem of Methodism? He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free his blood to make the phallus clean his blood availed for me it's a little like when Winnie the Pooh and Piglet got lost in the woods with a rabbit once now you see if you don't like the Faulkner passage I can go any other way too okay. uh, I really aim to please as a substitute preacher Pooh thought they should go to the right, and he knew that one of his paws was on his right side. Likewise, he realized that when you decided which one of them was the right one, the other one was probably the left one, but he could never remember how to begin. So they got further and further confused in the mist, where everything looks the same. And then Piglet saddled up to Pooh from behind, and he whispered, Pooh, yes, Piglet. Nothing, said Piglet, taking Pooh's paw. I just, I just wanted to be sure of you. Like Pooh's presence in the midst, his paw which Piglet could grab hold of. That's the kind of truth that can set one free. The truth found it not just in a principle. The truth found it in a person. It's the reassurance that there is someone walking through the dark and the mist with us, who can give us a hand and lead the way, someone big and solid and not easily scared, someone who once said of himself, I am the V, the Veritas, the Vita. I am the way, the truth, the life. Veritas liberabit vos. I knew what it said. I didn't know what it meant and what it could do. Thanks be to God that it's more than just a motto on a seal inscribed over a doorway somewhere. Thanks be to God that it is a truth and one with a capital T that can set us free. Thanks be to God that independence is more than just a holiday on a hot July day, Uh, that independence is about liberty for you and for me. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks now that you have brought us into a place where we can be touched by you. We pray, Father, that we'll get rid of all the lies in our life. That, that we'll decide we're going to stand on truth once and for all, and that we're not going to judge truth. Truth is going to judge us. Let us be people in whom your truth resides and who to others can speak the truth in love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.